Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. We've loads of stuff to talk about, but I'm going to start at the very, very top. Explain to the people listening and watching right now where my UFC glove has gone. So, the, champ, the champ deserves what the champ has earned. So I get this absolutely outrageous text off Barry saying, bring me my, my UFC glove and a tray of Monster uh, down to train him. But the <laughs> thing is, Barry hasn't been training in the last five weeks. So uh, I was going to show up this I, the return of the champ was back on Saturday. Like I had one glove, I had one hand waiting for the gloves. You know, it was yeah, like, well, can you dig it? Yeah, but I, I don't want to be taking that out of the house without guaranteeing knowing that you're going to be there. And your, your track record as of late has been shocking. So uh, you know what? You surprise me. Haters are going to haters are going to hate Ross, as people would say. But if you are new to the Energize show, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener. Welcome back and shout Welcome out to back. Rory Crowley. Happy birthday this week and to CC Fitness. Happy birthday to him too. Anyone else's? No, that's it actually. That's I, it. I think it was Big John's during the week as well. Oh, Big John McCarthy as well. Why not? He can have a shout out as well. Yeah, like uh, Ross, this, this, this episode is going to be pretty big, right? Uh, for people that don't know what we're going to be covering, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier is going down, so we're going to be talking about that. Till is, is going back and forth with Kazmat hashtag smash and uh, we're going to be discussing all last week's UFC including Ortega getting the win over Korean Zombie uh, in Bellator Chris, Chris Soyberg is still the reigning champ and then uh, this weekend if you didn't know UFC 254 Khabib's taking on Gaethje to become the lightweight champion Ross this is uh, this is a show this is what this is what like covering MMA is all about like shows like this like the real the real stuff you know the real shit as our good friend Dana White says, if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. So, Ross, we're going to start at the very, very top. Conor McGregor has announced that himself and Dustin Poirier are going to be fighting in 2021 in January, on January 24th, if I'm... If, if 23rd. I'm, January 23rd. Ross, this was, this was coming, and now it's, it hasn't been officially put out by the UFC, but I think when Conor McGregor pulls the trigger, announces it, Dustin Poirier announces it, Dana White said after... The weekend's UFC event, it's happened. They both agreed it's on. How much are you looking forward to this? It is on. Um, John Cavan actually put out an interesting tweet to see if this fight will take place at 170 or 155. I want to see the guys weigh in at 155 pounds. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see where this fight also takes place in terms of venue. Conor McGregor has already uh, teased Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Um, I have the feeling it's going to be in Vegas, to be honest. That's what? where UFC headquarters are. What? That's where... Well, I just told you. That's where UFC headquarters are. That's where the big fights happen. And if they can get any form of live gate, I feel like they can charge more money in Vegas for tickets and people accept it. And That's what's my take on it. What stadium in Vegas? Or arena? They can do in that new Raiders stadium. Is that what you think it's going to be? Well, if they can get any form of uh, attendance in, that's probably where it'll have to be. Yeah, well, like you know, the way Dana White's really good mates with Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wins the election, he might actually start letting fans back into the stadiums. That's why they're always talking about the Texas thing. Like Conor McGregor was putting that out. Do you think because they haven't agreed on a location, sin location, that they haven't put it, like officially announced it? You know, they they probably want to know exactly where it's happening and, and announce it all in one bang. 
Yeah, but I also think the finances are going to have to be discussed as well, and the finances are going to vary now because you know if Conor McGregor, when Conor McGregor fought against Eddie Alvarez, I think there was like a seventeen and a half million dollar gate. So you know when there's seventeen and a half million dollars that they're not gaining from revenue, you know I mean like that's they're going to obviously want everyone to take a cut also on that because otherwise they're paying it to fighters and making less now will they still make an outrageous profit absolutely you know what i mean so yeah it's sort of a, you're throwing out there um the figures but it will be interesting to see does it get done uh Conor mcgregor seems to have maybe even lost a bit of power against the ufc just considering that you know normally he says put me on a card and he gets on that card and he was asked to be on ufc 255 and 256 and he got shut down on both occasions he's now fighting ufc 257 <clears throat> we put out um, a countdown on when it actually when the fight actually happens, and it, it's gonna. It's like I think it's like just three months, like exactly. Yeah, it's like three months to the day, or yes, yeah, well, yeah, it's like it's basically it's. Just, oh, actually, you know, it's three months and four days away. There we go, and and yeah. like um, when I actually saw that timer, I was like, three months. That's ages away. Like, think about how much revenue the UFC are going to make in the build up to that. Like talking about it, like um, like Conor McGregor's best fights, all the archived footage. Like they have three months of stuff that 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 is just like they're gonna make like the views are just gonna be massive on all their stuff when they start putting Conor's name and stuff. Yeah, it really, really will be. And you know, this weekend has a massive role to play in that fight as well because you have to assume the winner of this weekend's fight is gonna fight the winner of that fight. I don't think it will be, but uh, we'll obviously get into that. But um, yeah, so like I saw on Twitter then John Kavanagh and um, Poirier were tweeting each other. And it was very, very cordial. Like uh, John Kavanagh was saying stuff like, oh, enjoy your Christmas food and all this sort of stuff, you know? Like, so like you were pushing that 170. They shouldn't do it as 170. It has to be 155, doesn't it? I'd much rather see it at 155. Yeah. I want to see them fight in the weight class where they're both going to compete for the belt. Um, on, on top of that, I think Connor actually has more advantage at 155 than he does at 170. Poirier gets away in at 170. You know, he's the better grappler of the two, and I think that will favor him quite heavily. I think. Yeah, just also going back to what you said about going fighting in Vegas, <clears throat> I thought it was, uh, and it, it wasn't like it, it. It hasn't been announced, but it's been said. And supposedly it's actually true that uh, the UFC are going back to Fight Island in January. Oh, well, maybe it is Fight yeah. Island then. Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe they could get a few fans into the stadiums in Abu Dhabi. Again, yeah. you could have outrageous ticket prices there as well. Yeah. It's because uh, they only have two octagons, don't they? I think so, yeah. What, well, the big one and the small one? Yeah. And uh, like if they're over in Abu Dhabi, that's obviously going to be the big one. And if, mm. like the apex smaller one for Conor versus Poirier fight wouldn't be, it'd be a bit like what? Yeah, I think like it needs to have that big fight feel. I felt like DC versus Miocic like missed that big fight feel because yeah. yeah. it was in the apex. And I think when it's when you're over in Fight Island, there's a bigger fight feel to it. And I think it's caused the larger octagon. Also, the larger octagon gives like those elite mixed martial arts the more space to work in their technique. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I prefer the I prefer the big one. Like yeah, so do I, you know, yeah. some people go, oh, yeah, there's more knockouts than the smaller one. 
But if you actually look at the quality of the knockouts, I think they're actually better in uh, Foyle Island. Yeah, I think, I think it's... The, the mystique of Foyle Island is like very much more appealing. And like, oh, also for people that are listening in Europe, uh, the fight card starts at like 7 or 8 o'clock. Yeah. Like, like our time, like Ireland. So, uh, like, this is so ideal. Like the main for, event might be on at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, rather than like 5 a.m. in the morning, which is like, like oh. Means we're winning. Yeah, we are, we are winning. We are winning. Uh, like, obviously, there's going to be more announcements coming. I'm sure that'll be, like, properly announced this week, I'd say. And then when it is, we'll be discussing everything on next week's show. What more we found out about McGregor and Poirier. Because, like, that, like, it's absolutely brilliant getting, like, those two lads on the card. It just makes... What we do more exciting, like it makes everyone more excited. It makes the casuals more excited. So it's brilliant. It definitely won't be the last time you hear us talk about those two. No, definitely not. You can picture next week's thumbnail already. Uh, Ross, another another like potential matchup that could happen as well. Darren Till taking on Kazma Chimaev. Obviously, Darren Till is booked in to fight Jack Manson uh, later on this year. Uh, but uh, Darren Till is like posting pictures of Kazma. Uh, online and stuff just being like the same sort of random stuff like strong and happy and funny and this is like this is I think this fight will be absolutely brilliant because like I was looking at Darren Taylor's numbers right he has 1.1 million on Instagram and I thought he was going to have way more for some reason but uh, all other fighters keep turning down Kazma but Kazma's nearly on a million now like last night he was on like 912,000 like I Boyd Island he had 800,000 at the previous event so like he's going to eat by the time these two, if, if or when these two match up, Kazmat's going to have a bigger following. Like, Kazmat is already one of the top 10 biggest stars in the UFC right now. Yeah, well, if you look at it this way, Dana White went live with Kazmat beside him, and he was, like, showing, showing off Kazmat. Uh, <laughs> and he sat there and watched the whole fight some. Also, it does help when Darren Till, like, dedicates his Instagram to you. Yeah. And what did he say? He said... Uh, Hope everyone has a good Friday, except for Kazma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's so funny. But Darren Till, like, he gets the fight game like no other in a weird way that he's so unique the way he goes about doing his thing that he sort of gets what he wants. And I think he does want that Kazma spoke. I think Darren Till always wants to fight one of the hardest people possible. If you yeah. actually look at his UFC tenure, especially as of late, he just fought like absolute killer after absolute killer. And I think he wants to continue to do that. And I think he thinks Kazma's the big bad wolf. And that's who he wants to fight. Well, what happens if Darren Till ends up beating Jack Manson? Then that fight wouldn't be next. I think he'd still fight Kazma next. I think Darren Till, he's already outlined he wants to fight Manson, Kazma, and then Alessania. I'd be all over that, man. I can't wait to see Kazma fight again. Ross. Um, I'm disappointed he's not fighting this fight island. I oh, know, like, well, like then, apparently November. Yeah, but yeah, but Kazma seems like such a ideal person to be pushing for the UFC. The way he's in the background, like uh, warming up John Phillips, who he previously like previously smashed, and like the way he's hanging around with DC and what what, what like what what's your thoughts on like Kazma? The way he's like like a bar the fighting, what he's doing outside of the octagon. What like what you make of that? Because he's he seems fun to be around. Yeah. And he seems to just be so go with the flow, I think it is. And he, he seems to be very much embracing all this attention and fandom he's getting. And it, it just makes it more and more appealing, to be honest. Who's your 
top five favorite fighters right now in the UFC? Favorite or most the ones that like I can't miss fight? I don't know. Like it's, I just want to hear Kazmat's name in that top five. He's just like yeah, I watch all his in interviews. There. I watch all his definitely interviews in there. Yeah, 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 he's he's actually brilliant. Kazmat and the Schmo. I, I'm not even a big fan of the Schmo, but like I was like, right, I'll check this out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a funny combination to see the two of them. It is. You should have got Kazma at the glasses. I didn't know. Do you know what? I, did, I don't think I originally liked the Schmo, the way he was putting it on so much. But then, like, he's, he's gradually calmed down. And he's not so overly, like, what? Like, what is yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's not so schmoey anymore. But, but Kazma even took a break from, like, uh, hanging out with Dana White to go corner someone for five minutes as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's what a guy. He's doing it all. Like it's he seems to have to run the place. He seems to just like show up and then be able to walk around where he wants. But like then again, who is going to tell Kazmat what to do? I know. He's Mish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Here, by the way, shout out to the Nelk boys. They're over in Foot on. I was like, hopefully they do a mukbang with with uh, Khabib and Kazmat. That would be a fucking enormous. But um. If you're going to call it now, Ross, who would win? Darren Till or Kazma? I haven't put this Kazma. poll out. Oh, I think Kazma as well. I haven't put that poll out yet, but like, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. How would he Kazma, win it? Smash. How would he win it? He'd be like, I smash you, brother. And then Darren Till would be like, kind of cool. Uh, that was a terrible Liverpool accent, but yeah, it was the best I could do. Uh, Kazma boy, TKO. Kazma Smash. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, the Merseyside Derby was on over the weekend and straight away after the first ad was you, this weekend's UFC and I was like that was so smart getting on that because like obviously, yeah. obviously that 18 know, to 35 demographic yeah but all the Merseyside people who w- watch either everything or Liverpool obviously back Darren Till so they're like alright grand it's just like perfect marketing uh, that's why the UFC are just unbelievable they're on a different level here uh, right, so is, Ross, any other MMA crack before we get into last uh, the weekends? UFC or Tiger versus Zombie? No, I think that was sort of the main point of the weekend. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, well, like, I suppose like, you can say Chris Chris Hoyborg won. Uh, can we say that? You can say whatever you want, man. Yeah, she won by destruction, as always, in Bellator. But I think that was sort of all from Bellator at the weekend. Just Chris yeah. Hoyborg won. That was it. Well, although uh, Ricky Bandeos actually lost to Leandro Higo. Oh, yeah. Actually, that sort of throws a sort of a spatter in the works. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, for Bandeos versus James Gallagher. Uh, maybe yeah. somebody Gallagher versus Higo now. Yeah, also Mike Kimball lost as well. So he was calling James as well. So that's not happening anytime soon. But Ross, we may as well get into it now, right? Let me get the window open here. Okay. Ross, UFC Floyd Island, Brian Ortega defeated Chance Sung Young, aka the Korean Zombie, by decision. Ross, we both went into this fight thinking that Chance Sung Young would win it. Like also bearing in mind that um, Brian Ortega's head coach couldn't, the Henner, Henner Gracie couldn't go over. How his striking hadn't been as impressive against Max Holloway, um, like he'd been off for two years. Um, Henry Gracie actually said on Brendan Brendan Shab's podcast saying like this is the best he's ever this is the best uh, Brian Ortega's ever looked but like we know everyone says that about every fight even the carrying injuries but Ross oh my god Brian Ortega 2.0 it goes to show that like 
That's why some people's power is in their hair and if they shave it off, people are like, you shouldn't have shaved the hair of me, though. Brother Ortega, like, just looked like he came out of the Matrix. And the, his stand-up was uh, unbelievable. Like, what, what did you make of Brian Ortega's performance, man? Yeah, he coughed the Korean zombie with some really good shots, like spinning uh, back elbows, uh, some uppercuts. Like, he rocked the zombie a good few times. He dropped him once or twice as well. I, yeah. I was like, wow, very, very impressive. He still does have that tendency to get hit himself, but he does have a very, very good chin. Uh, as much as, as I actually gave all five rounds to Ortega, it wasn't as one-sided as, like, it wasn't as, <laughs> as much of a blowout as the one person actually won all five rounds. The like, Korean yeah. Zombie had some good uh, good moments in the fight as well. Uh, I felt like he should have stuck with his leg kick a lot more. He seemed to sort of re-bruise him up in the first couple of rounds with his leg kick. But look, Brian Ortega looked incredible. And now I'm hyped to see him versus Volkanovski. Same here. I think Volkanovski just put out a tweet saying, I think he said, February suits me. Well, there we go. Let's have it. There we go. Uh, there's a other couple of few fights that I want to mention, Ross, right? But performance of the night, Jessica Andrade with knockout of Caitlin Chugan. That was, uh, that was brilliant. That was beautiful. Yeah, I think she's going to have to fight Shoshenko now. So, yeah. Um, then, yeah in the, then in the low heavyweight division, we were talking about it last week, Ross. Jimmy Crew taking on the Destus Bukowskis. Jimmy Crew with an unbelievable finish in the first round. Yeah, he uh, hit him with a hook and then like the uppercut when he was like trying to get back to his feet and then it was, you know what? It was like a couple of right hands from hell it was really. He, he, it, was like, it, was like, it was like the train. Here, here's a bouquet and here's a train. It's just like boom. And that, that was it. it game he, over. Did he fold him like oh, a deck? I was so impressed him. <laughs> oh, look, I was so he, impressed with Jimmy Crew. Did he, did he fold him like a deck chair, didn't he? He actually did. He actually yeah. did. I, I, I was. I actually thought uh, Medescus was going to do well in this fight as well. Oh, do I? Because he was taller and he was ranger. And, uh, and I also look at Jimmy Crew and go, he's so undersized at light heavyweight. Yeah. He should probably be a middleweight look uh, in terms of frame. He's almost like Chris Weidman-esque frame. And there you go. He just actually ran him over. I couldn't believe Jimmy Crew wasn't ranked in the top 10 going, or top 15 going into this fight as well. No, he's, he's he will be now. He's doing brilliantly at 24 as well. That's definitely someone that I have to look out for. But like the way he fights, he, he looks like he probably he could have played like rugby when he was younger. He's so uh, he's so even in his movements. You know what I mean? Whereas Medeska sort of seems like he's a bit almost a bit slightly lanky. Yeah, well, he's definitely he was definitely the flowier of the two, and uh, it was definitely the more polished of the two. Yeah. Who do you Jimmy. want to see him fight next, Basil? Jimmy Crew. Um. So maybe start putting him in with some legends. He's obviously false time Alvi, but uh, but like, what about uh, Shogun or something? Yeah, I think Shogun's gonna fight Paul Craig again, if I'm not mistaken. Is he? Uh, I'm not too sure. I haven't heard that, but but um, yeah, he's, he he called out uh, Nikita Krylov afterwards. I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Uh, Ukrainian fella, you know the lanky fella. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I remember. I remember Jimmy calling him out, and then he jumped out of the yeah. octagon and just went ran over to Dana. Yeah, so I could see that fight happen. I wouldn't be against that. Him or maybe even like a Ryan Spann or a Johnny Walker. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Why Walker. Not? Johnny Walker would be a good one, actually. Yeah, I'd like to see sort of him gauge himself against that top ten. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Why not? Yeah, why not? Like when you, when you get knockouts like that, you should move up the level. 
But, Absolutely. Uh, is there any other honourable mentions from the fight card from the weekend? Um, like, Barry no, Johnson? Yeah, uh, no. Shout out to Johnny Martinez. He looked good as well. I uh, found the way he beat Thomas Almeida. I actually thought Almeida was going to win that fight going into it, but on the Johnny. All right, so Ross, we're going to this weekend's UFC 254. Um, what way do you want to do this? Do you want to, do you want to just start at the top and then we'll go, we'll go through some of the other honorable mentions? You know what I mean? There's no point of uh, the mass suspense. People are here for one. Well, two things the Conor McGregor Poirier and this weekend's card. UFC 254, headline by Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. That's the only fight on this card I want to talk about. We will talk about Whitaker versus Kanyar as well. But it's, that is what people are here for. To find out whether Justin Gaethje has a chance of beating Khabib. That's what people want to know. Can he do it? Well, the American highlight reel. The American highlight reel that is Justin Gaethje. Nine bonuses in seven fights versus the Eagle, Khabib Nurmagomedov, 28-0. This is such a good clash of styles. And you know what they say, styles make fights. Justin Gaethje, he was an NCAA wrestler. He has unbelievable leg kicks. He's got knockout power in both hands. I think he's got 17 um, knockouts uh, with 19 wins. Khabib, on the other hand, the Dagestani wreck machine. There's never been a fighter in UFC history who has been so dominant. No fighter has ever come close to beating him. And here we have what might be his kryptonite, Justin Gaethje. Barry, who do you think is going to walk out of Fight Island and UFC 254 with the undisputed lightweight title? Hopefully Michael Chandler, if one of these lads gets injured. But uh, if he doesn't, if none of these lads get injured, I think it's only going one way, and it's going back to Dagestan. And how's Khabib get done? How do you see the fight playing out? If you're in Khabib's corner, right, yeah. um, what are you saying, telling Khabib to do? Smash. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, like... I've just been looking at people talking about it, like, and, and even Franz Ahabi was talking about it, and I was just like, Khabib's, Khabib is going to get you down. If he has five rounds, he's going to get you down. That's, and it's just actually, it's ridiculous to even say that, like, of all fighters in the division, he's going to get everyone down at some stage. And um, obviously, Gaethje was a good wrestler in college, but that was, that was like 10 years ago. Um, Khabib's chain wrestling. He just he doesn't let any air go. Like he's just like stuck to you, like a like a like a, not, not really like a snail because snails are slow, but like he, a fast snail. He he just oh he the way he traps you. I, I think it's just inevitable that he's going to get Gaethje down. And Khabib is not going to fight Gaethje's fight. Gaethje wants to like let him bang, bro. You know what I mean? And Gaethje, Khabib's just not an idiot. He's just going to go and do his thing. I think, I think, yeah, well, I agree with you. Have you ever seen the way like Venom turns into Venom in Spider Man? The way like the black stuff like like starts on his fingers and like slowly but surely yeah. like cover that's Khabib, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, like he slowly just like takes you over. That's way like, better than the, the, the snail analogy, yeah. Uh, uh <laughs> the he just I mean, he's broken some of like the most elite fighters' will, 
Like he's broken Justin Poirier's will, he's broken Conor McGregor's will, he's broken Edson Barbosa's will. He's having on the ground. They were just left sitting there against the fence. Don't know what to do. Yeah. Don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's crazy to think you have such experienced fighters sit there and go, I don't know how to get them off me. Yeah. I don't know how to stop them. No one's ever seen that before. I know. I don't know if we're ever going to see it again to that level. Kazmat's up there, man. Yeah, but it's, it's like a different style. He's like more like active as opposed to Khabib's like pin your arms behind your back first and then start smash. Yeah, yeah. I suppose Kazmat's yeah. like actively smashing at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kazmat's like way more ruthless. Khabib is like a 20-year-old beating up an 8-year-old. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that person's always going to win the fight. That's what Khabib's like. Yeah, I think like he, even like his dad passing away there recently, I feel like he's going to do this for his dad as well. Maybe I'm reading into it, but like the way he was so important in his career, that, like, definitely. There's just like I don't think anyone could be Khabib. No. I, don't, I don't even know if Conor McGregor can knock him out. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Like it's different when you're. He's like heads were like. Big and his neck's real thick as well. I just feel like it's not just uh, one point you're out. Yeah. yeah, and also, he if he was fighting, like when he was fighting Connor, he fought Connor differently. Like he uh, he sort of like didn't go all out because he knew that he like he he's he knows Connor the danger. Yeah, he knows there's danger, and he just goes away from the danger. He's very 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 smart, and I don't know, I don't know who could beat him. And I, like as much as like I was like, oh, it'd be cool if Gaethje, because Gaethje's in such exciting fights, but like Khabib is just going to nullify that. That's what I honestly believe, and then I think like the good bet is to put on Khabib when maybe you see, but like Gaethje doesn't quit. That's the thing. No matter what, Gaethje, Gaethje goes to the end, which is one like which makes him so likable as well. Even his fight against Tony Ferguson, that was that was unreal. I just think I think yeah, but he, he's been like TKO'd a few times, and I could see Khabib like TKO'ing him. Yeah, I could also see Khabib getting one of those rear naked chokes and like like finishing that way as that. Yeah, like uh, like Gage and I, I just don't see Gage like landing like a few punches and Khabib like going yeah. knocked out. I just don't yeah. see it. Yeah, when the fight was first announced, I was like, oh, this could be a lot closer. Like maybe he is the guy to win. But then it's like the more it comes closer, you're like, hold on, he's been rocked. Yeah, so I, I, I honestly think, I honestly think he, like you said, with Khabib's dad passing and stuff like that, he's going to be more determined to win than ever, and he won't let himself down or his dad down. And Khabib will roll out twenty nine and zero. And that's nothing against Gaethje. Like I love watching Gaethje fight. It's just mm. like I can't see anyone beating Khabib. Khabib is just so. Like he's not. You see, the thing is, no fighter is perfect, right? And like, who knows? Gaethje can knock him out straight away with a knee, and we, and then everybody like, look at them lads. They don't know what they're talking about. But like, if you, we've seen so many fights that it's just like, here, look. I think Khabib is just the best. Khabib is the best, and let's be honest, Khabib Nurmagomedov could finish his MMA career undefeated if there was ever a fighter who could ever do. Do it, it would be Khabib. Uh, you could look at Israel Adesanya, but he looks a lot more beatable than Khabib does. Khabib is going to go in there and do his best to break Justin Gaethje's will and try and smash him. And at the end of the day, 
that's probably what's going to happen. That's what's happened 28 times <laughs> so far. What makes us think that it's going to change this time? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, like, it's, it's not as if we're predicting something that, that has never happened. You know, like... Yeah. It, it's a bit like when Usain Bolt when he was running the 100 metres when Michael Phelps was swimming. It's like, I think Phelps is going to win or I think Usain Bolt is going to win. It's like, well, that's what happens every other time. So it's probably going to happen again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see see what what way we we reacted this time next week. But um, you're witness, witnessing it. Witness, yeah, well, we've been wrong before, and we've seen bigger upsets in the past. So who knows? Yeah, and then like next week we'll know more about like because if Gaethje wins, he will fight the winner of Poirier and McGregor. And then, but if Khabib Definitely. wins, I don't think he's going to fight. The winner of Poirier and McGregor. So things will be very interesting. It's funny how we're just a few days away from finding out everything, you know? Who, who, who do you think we will fight? Think he fight Tony Ferguson next? No. I think he can move up or something. Maybe. GSP? I know that GSP's tough to... GSP's been doing a lot of interviews. Potentially. I don't know. Because he'd be 29 and 0. Like, the next one is going to be... Mm. Could be something special. Either way, he's like, I want to retire at 30 and out. I'd actually be raging if he retires at 30 now. I'm just going to keep on smashing. Same here. Same here. Same here. And like, we'll, we'll go all over. We'll go all over everything next week. This is just uh, this is just a starter. The main course is, this, goes down Saturday night. This is only wetting the whistle. This is only wetting the whistle. Yeah. This is wetting the whistle. But uh, Ross, there's also a big fight in the middleweight division. Rob Whitaker take on Jared Cannonier. Yeah, I must say, I think. Uh, uh, the more the closer this fight has got to, to its destination, I do like Robert Whitaker to win this fight. I have seen him being far higher level fights than I've seen Jared Cannonier in, and I just think he's got a complete tool set. He's good at the wrestling. He's great on the feet. I feel like Cannonier's only chance is sort of to catch him with a knockout. I don't see it happening. I like Robert Whitaker to win this, and I wouldn't be surprised if he won a thirty twenty seven, the three rounds to zero. All across the board. Yeah, if he fights anyway, he fought against Till. He should win this one. Uh, there is actually a bit of heavyweight going on as well. Alexander Volkov taking up Walt Harris. Yeah, I like Volkov to win that. Um, he he looked very good in some of his uh, recent fights. You see, I know he like he was like battering Derek Lewis and then got knocked out, and uh, he beat Verdum, I think it was uh, recently enough as well. So I like Volkov. Uh, Walt Harris is good, but I don't know if he will ever crack into that sort of top five. As opposed, to, I think Volkov can get in and around there. You don't think Walt Harris will try and take him down, no? I don't know. Like um, Volkov is so long; he's like six foot seven. That yeah, he's no, actually quite yeah. dangerous, like off his back. So, like, it's, it's like getting Stefan Struve on the ground. Those big legs are coming up here. Yeah, shout out to Stefan Struve. Uh, Ross, and then to Ian Katibla as well. Yeah, that that fight's funny. Is that the fight where like Kutilaba like led on? He was injured. Yeah, he was like he was like oh get knocked out, and the ref was like stop it. And I was like he was like what are you doing? I was joking. And he was like I didn't think you were. And then I think they were supposed to fight again, and I think one of them got COVID, and then next thing you know, here we are. Yeah, it's a very stacked Russian card actually. That was funny. Uh, yeah. Ross, Islam Makhachev, I'm very interested to see this against Rafael Dos Anjos. Dos Anjos, former lightweight champ, come back down to lightweight after a, 
a stain to the But he's not fighting. Is that that's on the UFC? This, this is off. This is off at the moment. Uh, DeSantis is, is out. Just see the fella, the uh, Jordan fella, call out Makachev after winning. Yeah, I saw that. I thought, I thought yeah, that's because DeSantis is off. All right, I thought DeSantis stepped in because I know they were trying to get Makachev a fight. But you know who is fighting on this on this card and is dying to join our Zoom call right now? Smiling Sam Alvey. So, Basmo, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then come back with Smiling Sam Alvey. Okay, perfect. And here he is, the man of the hour. Roscoe, who is it, man? It's Smiling Sam Alvey. Smiling, as always, live from Yas Island, Abu Dhabi. Sam, what is Foyt Island like? Oh, it's been wonderful. It's one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed at with the UFC. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful. The island's beautiful and finally out of quarantine. Uh, and we're just, just enjoying every second. That's great. That's great. Well, I saw you got first class flights over and everything. You were loving life. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it turns out I was in business class. I just didn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, Sam, obviously you're fighting this weekend. But the thing is, I have to ask, like, how did you get into mixed martial arts? I stumbled into it. I never meant to be a fighter. I, I played trumpet. I was band nerd. Uh, someone just said, hey, you want to fight in a cage? I said, sure, let's do it. And then I just kind of ended up in the UFC a few years down the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first four years of my career, I was self-taught. I just kind of made it up. Uh, the first, I don't know, probably eight fights, six amateur, three, two or three professional. I didn't train at all. I just kind of walked in and did what I did. Um, but just <laughs> fell in love with the sport. Yeah, And then, Sam, you were obviously with uh, Team Quest. Uh, yeah. Absolute killers out of Team Quest over years. Have you ever had a harder fought, fight than you got in that gym? <laughs> no, goodness. Dave, Dan Henderson's better than anyone I've ever fought. He's just – he's levels above everyone. I always find that funny because – Dan Henderson is so good and he's had such a like absolute Hall of Fame career. But then when you see him move sometimes, he's he's like a piece of wood. He's very stiff. Hey, like most fighters, we don't have to be we we've only got to be good for fifteen minutes every every eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. Outside of that fifteen minutes, we're fragile. <laughs> how was your how was your fight camp in the build up to this as well? Oh, I had a great camp. Uh yeah, had a ton of sparring partners. All my coaches were in town. Uh just just really Everything was, you know, vibing real well. Yeah. And I was looking at your Wikipedia there, Sam. Do you, do you actually have five kids? I have five kids. Yeah? Yes. Uh, Jesus, loads, four biological and then, I'm a, and then one adopted. Oh, wait. Fair pleasure. And is, uh, wow. is your, is your Big wife... Big respect. Yeah. Is your Big wife over there going to be in your corner again? Yep, yep. She, you know, over 70 fights and she's been in the corner all but one. All but one? Yeah, that was my uh, fight back on... Uh, Right after COVID, May 9th, she couldn't. She we couldn't get her to that one. All right, I thought it was going to be a domestic one at home. You know, when you didn't clean up the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I like obviously where how like I I know I know how you got the nickname, but like who gave you the nickname of Smiling Sam? Yeah, I think it was my dad, but we don't really remember. It was just <laughs> shoot. It's been so long now. I've been doing this for 14 years, uh, 14 or 15 years. So I think it was my dad. Um, but no, nobody really remembers. Yeah, and then like, uh, yeah. For what no, I was going to ask: Are you going to shave the the smiley face in the back of your head again? It's already there. 
Oh, fresh, man. <laughs> if that, that, that is fresh. That is fresh. I love yeah. it. I love oh, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Two questions. Dan Unjung, I think. I think I'm saying that right anyway. Uh, yeah. what, what do you know much about him? Because he's a bit of a hard man to look up and see what he's done previously. Yeah? And how do you see the fight going this weekend? And then a follow-up question. I know you were hunting down Dana White on Fight Island to ask him a few questions. Did you get to see him? No, I, ha- I haven't caught up with Dana yet. I'll find him at some point. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to that almost as much as I'm looking forward to the fight. Uh, but then the fight, <laughs> done. It's going to be second round knockout. I'm going to get him round two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a slow starter, but by round two, I'll find my groove, and he, he's going to sleep. Uh, and this looking for Dana White. Like, do you have a bone to pick with him, or are you just looking to hang out with him? No, I just I want to get TikTok famous with him. He's got he's got a bigger <laughs> following than me. I want to I want to use him for clout. If you if you what sort of dance would you do? What what's that? What sort of dancing would you be doing with him? Oh, the Savage Love Dance. Oh, yeah, I love it. I'm not, I don't know what that, I don't know what that do, is. Do, do, do. <laughs> do, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sam, if, Sam, if you're looking to go viral, right, the, the Canadian lads, the Nelk boys, have you heard of them? The, the who boys? Nelk boys, N-E-L-K, Nelk boys. Uh, maybe, are they the guys that are always just sitting down talking about uh, random stuff? No, they, well, they do a lot of like skits and pranks and stuff, but uh, they're actually on Fight Island now. They're invited by Dana over. Oh, are they? Yeah, so look out for them. You'll know. All right, I'll look out for them too. Yeah, they look like college dudes, but uh, yeah, definitely look out for them. They're absolutely they're enormous on YouTube, and they're, they're, they're close. Yeah, Dana made sure to get them over, so uh, make sure you see them. Probably. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Will. Yeah, one one of the guys is really fast at downing drinks, so maybe down a protein shake and he'll uh, he'll do something good. All right. <laughs> Love uh, Sam, are you looking forward to the main event after you get your own business done? Who do you think is going to win there? Uh, I'm going to take Justin. Justin wins this one. And, I, and it's funny. I think Khabib is the best lightweight that's ever been. But I think Justin, you know, styles make matchups. And I think it's just a bad matchup for Khabib. Uh, Justin, he doesn't wrestle much, but he is an expert wrestler. He's D1 All-American. I mean, he, he is about as good a wrestler as you could ever find. And so I think he'll be able to stuff enough of Khabib's shots. And then on the feet, there's no comparison. Do you really uh, think Justin, that? Do you really think he, yeah, he, he will stuff everything? I, I, maybe not every shot, but enough of them. He, he, only needs to, he only needs to win three rounds to win the fight. So if he can stop just enough fights, I think uh, Justin is super active standing. I think Justin will just pick him apart on the feet. Also, he's got cardio for days as well, uh, Justin's yeah. AG. And yeah. uh, well, you know, he, he's actually the closest thing I've ever seen to a Chuck Liddell esque fighter uh, in the UFC since Chuck Liddell. Like, just use that to, uh, wrestling for defensive purposes to keep the fight on the feet. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, nobody's been able to really stop Khabib's wrestling not for long enough. Uh, you know, I think I've seen one or two shots stuffed with Khabib, and I, I think Justin's going to be able to do a lot more. And his hands are going to just, they're going to make contact. Khabib's going to have to shoot from further away than he's used to. Oh, Basmo, before you were on, Sam, I was, we were actually both saying we thought Khabib was going to win. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could also know, I am always wrong with my main event picks. Oh. I am like, <laughs> don't worry, Ross is as well. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Ross always is as well. So, like, okay. but here, uh, one person who's like after blowing up in the UFC recently is Chimo- uh, Kazma Chimoyev. Like, he was, like, the face 
there on the weekend. Like, have you seen him? Have you talked to him? He seems like a really nice guy. I have not seen him yet. I would love to. He, he's uh, he, he's super impressive with how much he's fighting. I'm jealous that he got to fight two weeks in a row like that, two different weight classes. Um, hey, I was, I'm on the short list of fighters who have won three fights in the shortest amount of time. Uh, I think I'm number four or five, but he just smashed my record. Smashed. Uh, <laughs> no, he smashed it. Literally. So, so yeah, he, he's, he's very impressive. Yes, he is. He is. Barry, Barry, do you think um, Sam is rival than Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson for the nicest guest we've ever had on the show? Yeah, potentially so. Definitely with the best smile. I'm yeah. Definitely with the best smile. And t- tell us this, Sam. After you get the business done on the weekend, what are you going to eat with the missus? What's your go-to meal after you win? Um, shoot. It'll pro- after I weigh in, I always eat pizza. Uh, whenever I get home, I always eat pizza. So it'll probably be pizzas the first thing I eat when I get off the plane. Caviar toppings? Uh, I'm a veggie guy. All I want is green pepper on there. But I want thick crust. I want deep dish. Wait, is that a- what, about, what about pineapple? <laughs> I, am, I am fine with pineapple and ham. I'm, I'm good with it. I don't yeah, me too. Here. I love pineapple. Uh, Sam, if I, if, I was to, if I was to fly to Wisconsin, what would be the, the go-to dish to have in Wisconsin? Brats. Brats and cheese. Yeah. What exactly is that? Uh, a brat, it's like a, it's like a big hot dog, but oh, yeah? uh, way better. Oh, bratwurst. Yeah. Bratwurst. Yeah, yeah, bratwurst. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. Okay. And um, one last, one last shout out to one last friend of our show, Chell Son. When's the last time you spoke to good old Chell P? Uh, it would have been over uh, in- Instagram. We messaged once or twice trying to get somebody on his uh, underground, his uh, submission underground show. Uh, so, yeah, he, he's. Oh, would you ever do that, Tom? I'd probably lose, but I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> I was just wondering because he, he was a Team Quest alumni, but uh, he, he's got the big job in the ESPN now. So, I just wanted to know was good LHLP still reaching out to the Team Quest? Yeah, I, he was at a different Team Quest. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he was the Portland, the original Team Quest. Dan Henderson and Chuck and um, Randy Couture started that one, but then they both moved south. And uh, Dan started the Team Quest, the, the more famous Team Quest, I guess, down in Southern California. But Chael stayed up in uh, Portland. Sam, you also, Sam. you're almost on like nearly 50 fights. What, what's been like your most like a memorable fight or what was the best fight you had or like it could be in your best performance or you beat like uh, who you beat. I, I love the fight against Nate Marquardt. I thought it was a very entertaining fight. Um, and he was my coach. He was my coach on the ultimate fighter. So I'm one of the few fighters in the history of the world in the UFC. that got to fight their coach and uh, I got to, and it was just, it was a very memorable fight for me. Brilliant. Um, I, thought, I thought you were going to say Rashad Evans. It's like straight away. <laughs> Yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good runner up. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, th- th- those are the two uh, world champs that you got the LW over. So uh, that's, al- that's always good. But Sam, uh, hopefully you snap that losing streak this weekend. We'll be outrageously uh, uh, cheering for you this weekend. We'll be shouting them on the TV. And we wish you all the very best, my friend. So yeah. hey, thanks, a million for, uh, thanks a million for coming on. Thanks a million for everyone watching at home. And Barry, as always, Stay energized.